Anyways. <laughs> I'll go. Can you do it? Yeah. <laughs> this is your episode, okay? Um, welcome back. We're in a boat. It's fucking hot. I'm sorry. No, I'm not blaming it on you. It's 82 degrees. <laughs> we had to turn the fan off and I had to close all the windows because of, that makes editing easier for me. That's true. Um, okay, so we're back. We're in the same boat. <laughs> We are dying, suffocating, suffocating in the boat. Um, uh, this is our quote-unquote season finale because in a couple weeks I am moving to Arizona to go to medical school, a medical physician, wait, physician scientist training program, MD PhD program. She's a nerd. She's a nerd, people. Um, okay, so how are you feeling about me leaving? Oh. um... Is day drinking an emotion? <laughs> I mean, I feel like it would be accurate. That's how I feel today in general. Shana's leaving me. A lot's happening in my life, and just, you know what? It's pretty fucked up that, like, now you're leaving me. <laughs> I know. Sorry. This whole time, I've been like, I'm gonna be your therapist, and now I'm like, Shana, I fucked up a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna need your help and your tools, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna swim there. So. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Fuck off. No, I'm Good always a call away. I'm always a call away. Hmm. Uh. is one of the few people that I just raw dog Facetime. Oh my god, have we not talked about how often you say the word raw dog? I I really I probably edited out every single one. Can I you leave that one in? I'll leave it in. God, Shana says raw dog all the time, and she knows I hate it, which is, I think, what she does. <laughs> it makes her so uncomfortable. I hate it. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I, you are one of the few people, it's like my mom, who is going to adopt you. I know, she told as me. As her child. <laughs> so, Emily, my mom, and my sister are three of the few people and my girlfriend who I will FaceTime without being like, hey, can I call you? Hence the, the raw dog. Raw dog, you know, just bald. Bald calling. Um, if <laughs> I think you will. it's cold calling. <laughs> cold calling. Um, versus actually telling them that I'm going to call, which I feel like is a very, like, boomer, I don't know, Gen X thing to do, um, is call people without telling them that you're calling. Or maybe they don't like it. I don't know. But I like it. But I, so I will be calling you, probably. Good. I will answer. Excellent. <laughs> Last night we had my going away party, and there was a jar that said, guess what medical specialty Shana will go into. <laughs> Wait, who won? Did mine win? Wait, did you? Oh, you weren't there. I was not. I wasn't there for the end Okay, of it. so I read them aloud. My favorite was, Shana will be going to the medical specialty of being a lesbian. <laughs> butthole and then wrote two very prolific and accurate guesses because you guess what pediatric neurology uh-huh. and gynecology gynecology yeah <laughs> which is basically just going to medical school for being a lesbian <laughs> and so i mean that's as close right. as you can possibly get right it was funny because the number of people who saw that and decided to make a complete fart like just a joke out of the uh, assignment um, my favorite were the ones that had actual suggestions and also something. Anyways, um, so yeah. So I what is your specialty going to be? I don't know. Um, there are multiple people, though, who at the party last night expressed that they were angry that I was doing the MD-PhD program because if I do become an OBGYN, it will take them, me a very long time to be able to deliver. Everyone wants me to deliver their babies for them. Oh. 
I mean, I feel like that's a reasonable timeline given the average age of the people at that party. That's true. <laughs> they were so young. I was like, mm-hmm. I that you were not that much older. That that's not true. The youngest person there was nineteen, <laughs> and she was an <laughs> anomaly. <laughs> no, I think a lot of my friends want to have kids in the next couple of years. Okay. So, they were like, can you just be there? Can you make sure to do your OB rotation? I think if I had kids, which I have no idea if I'm going to, yeah. that's a perfect timeline for me. Okay, yeah. So. I think my queer friends will pro- probably deliver a lot of my queer friends' babies, but... Yeah, maybe by the time you graduate, I'll be like, you know what? I actually don't want children. I was walking today. I went on a very long walk. <laughs> I walked past so many people who were like pushing strollers of kids and all and they were like with other people who also had kids and they were like I caught so many conversations of like oh my god does your kid do this weird shit <laughs> and I like it was it kept going too I was like are all of these people together like I and love that <laughs> I got to the end of that walk like you know what maybe that helped me <laughs> this decision yeah I think I really need to have you know I love kids so much because they're just fucking hilarious full of joy and <laughs> wild I don't know right now I definitely don't have the maturity I like if also as being a queer person being a queer person I cannot accidentally get pregnant or the yes. likelihood of that happening is very low it would be super alarming it would, I would be non-consensual so um yeah um so I feel like there's a little bit more choice. If a kid, mm-hmm. if I accidentally got pregnant, I would have a kid because I think I could handle it. But anyways, this is like weirdly in the. In well, the I, yeah, we can we can we'll move on. I was gonna say actually, I think you've heard me say this before, but I was watching the <laughs> the Queer Ultimatum, <laughs> and someone had my idea. I I always have said if I was gonna have kids with someone like with my wife, um, my plan would be like we switch embryos so like yes and, she and somebody on queer ultimatum said that and the, uh, the person listening was like oh my god that's genius and i was like that's my idea bitch. Yeah. i'm spreading that around i've been telling people that's me um <laughs> yeah i would i think that's super cute actually yeah i don't know if i don't know that i actually personally want to be pregnant either um yeah i don't know i mean i don't know that i personally want children period. i think the the being pregnant part would be like uh, it'd be like an experiment like i would like to know how that goes I want to try it, but be able to, like, get up. Well, yeah, I mean, I would be, like, a surrogate for someone just to know, like, you know. I looked into it during COVID. They don't take people who haven't been pregnant before. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, then you have to have, like, a healthy pregnancy. That makes sense so that they can guarantee that the surrogate will be able to have a healthy pregnancy. I don't know that I want to be, I want to be pregnant for, like, two months, but, like, eight months pregnant just to see what it feels like, and then be done. Yeah. Like a very short gestation period. This is an unrealistic... <laughs> and I don't want to have to give birth. Yeah. Like, okay. they just kind of, like... Well, the C-section My stomach option. pops off like a Lego piece. Yeah. And then they open How it. How did we not evolve like that? I don't know. I think, like, if your stomach was an egg and then it was removable, that would be really nice. Because I just think it's unrealistic that you have to squeeze such a big baby out of such a small hole. Like, <laughs> why does that have to be true? Yeah, it's. I mean, it, this actually does circle back to brain development. Did you know that? No. Yeah, like, the, the reason that our, like, I mean, that our heads are the size that they are, are because of the size of our brains, which is because of the, you know, amount of neurons that need to be packed into them, and we like our brains evolved faster than our like vaginal cavities <laughs> oh my god and we can like sustain that so. i just but it's really painful now i'm thinking about someone having like a just a cavernous vagina that would 
allow someone to drive. Like, imagine how big our hips would have to be if you had... But some people are... Anyways. I mean, we evolved to be able to do it, like, yeah. well enough. But it's one of those things about, like, human evolution. It's like we... I mean, which... Or any evolution. It's like, we... Good enough. <laughs> and it sucks for women. <laughs> Thumbs up. We're fine. Move on. Yeah, even evolution is sexist. Um... <laughs> It's not how it works. Also, don't quote me on any of this. I mean, I read this somewhere. <laughs> Technically, no matter professionals. This is not something that uh, anybody. This is not a. This is not a health podcast. Or, no, not at all. Or it's actual really, advice. Really not. We're just shooting the shit. Over We're just here. shooting the shit. It just happens to be a microphone in front of us. <laughs> anyway, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Um, well, I was just kind of thinking, like, because I'm moving, I've, I've been thinking a lot about queer community, and and actually, I think that like my going away party last night. Like, having everyone together, I was like, my god, I am friends with a lot of queer people. I did, yeah, you there are. There were maybe, I think, uh, you know, the tallest people there. Yes. There were a total of two straight couples, four people, and I think there were maybe like 25, 30 people who came through. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them were all queer. And yeah. um, it was awesome. I actually, like, I have been thinking a lot about, like, being in community with people and there's a lot of fear a little bit in moving to Arizona, like, how that will look different. Mm-hmm. Um, Is there, like, a, an LGBTQ plus community already established at that, where you're going, or...? I think that, on average, MD-PhD students... Don't quote me on this. I think, on average, MD-PhD students tend to be uh, queer at a higher level. Um, also, this program has many, many queer uh, and lesbian people in it. So I think that there's like a level of excitement and there's also... So Shannon's gonna fuck around. <laughs> That's not what I said. <laughs> the, the fuck around on the y-axis. Have you guys seen X-axis. Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> <laughs> That's my life. No, I, cause I, I actually have been thinking a lot about how, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, like how queer community emerges from um, a sense of like, there's like a duality of like loneliness and connection and queerness for Mm -hmm. me at least like when I first came out I was very very lonely for the first couple years trying to find a community my second year is when I when I met many of the people who were there last night and I started to feel more connected but there's still a loneliness in like as we've talked ad nauseum about aligning your own personal view of yourself with the queerness that you found recently Mm -hmm. Um, and community can help you kind of get there I think that Arizona will be interesting because you know my girlfriend and I are um, splitting up and I think that there's inherent loneliness in being signal and also you kind of I I worry that you know I'm sort of returning to the loneliness of of queerness early queerness again you know well, but you're also in a much different stage of life now, and the loneliness part... Like, being single doesn't necessarily mean being lonely. That's true. Like, I, I've i been single for... <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I didn't mean to imply. No, no, no. I, no, this is... I think it's a good point to make. Like, I, I've i been single for a while, um, yeah. but I don't... I can't... I don't think I could come up with, you know, even a handful of instances where I've felt like particularly lonely yeah and but I do think it took me a while to like I mean like being lonely and like while also understanding my sexuality and like having mm. figured all of that out like I think yeah. um early on in my like time in Seattle there were points where I felt lonely yeah um but after having gone through the journey of like 
and my sexuality, being very comfortable yeah. with my life and stuff. And like, since having done that, I don't think that I've really felt loneliness. Um, and that, but I think that's an important part, you know, for you too to explore, like, to be like, I can be single and alone and understand myself and also be like not lonely. Mm -hmm. But community is a different thing. I agree. I do have thoughts on that. I think that you make a good point, and I, I agree that alone, uh, being alone does not equate loneliness. I think loneliness emerges from a sense of disconnection from myself, mm -hmm. a feeling of like confusion or hurt, um, and I think a lot of that can come from a big shift in many aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. um, but I agree with you. I think one of the like my favorite things can be being alone because like you. If you know your, I, I personally think that if you know yourself well enough, being alone doesn't feel lonely because you're with yourself. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. I yeah. Um, like a good farmer's market trip with yourself, amazing. Yeah. A good bike ride with yourself, amazing. A good sailing trip. Prefer to be by myself. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have to perform for other people when you're alone. If yeah. you struggle with that, which I do. Um, mm -hmm. But um, what were you gonna say about community? Hmm. Well, I think community, specifically queer community, because I feel like, um, so it, it did take me a little while to build, like, what I felt like was a community yeah. in Seattle <clears throat> when I first moved here, but that was very separate, and I, I feel like I didn't, I mean, we, we happen to work somewhere that has a lot of queer people yeah. there, so that's cool, it's cool that we get to be around people, um, who are queer, but there's also, like, if it's people that you work with, there's, aside from us, there's, like, a sort of a, this professional boundary that you're, like, you're not sure where you can cross yeah. it or not across it. Um, and so that's a that's also a little bit, just being, like, surrounded by people, maybe, on a day-to-day -day basis that are queer, like, that's great, but it's mm -hmm. different from, like, having an actual community that you, you know, are there to really support you. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like I didn't even have, I don't, I feel like I didn't have that until, have we told the story of how we met? on this podcast? I actually don't know. No. I, don't remember. I don't think so. It, it seems appropriate. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm at a computer camp. <laughs> I hate that. I, I Hold on, let me just put on my nerd hat. I'm like... stop saying <laughs> We did, though, and somehow it was also, like, gay camp. I don't know. Like, yeah. so it was... I was literally just about to talk about camp. You continue. Okay. But, yeah. there, it was, there were a lot of gay people. Yeah. Or queer people in general. Just a lot. There was a lot. Um... And that's how Sean and I met. And it was friend love at first sight, honestly. <laughs> I think I, I was talking to someone, and I had mentioned Sigourney Weaver because I had said, you know, oh, she was kind of my gay awakening. And you <laughs> you were like at the back of the line and popped your head out and you went, how have we not met before? <laughs> that was, and that's how Sean and I became best friends. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, thank you again, Sigourney Weaver. Uh, thank you, Sigourney. I'm saluting her right now. Um, we need a poster of her. Uh, oh, we absolutely do. I should get a sticker. I got a new laptop for med school. And I should get a sticker of Sigourney Weaver in holes because yes. nothing says professionalism. Like Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver. Weaver in holes in a child's movie. Um, no, actually, I was just thinking about... Um, sorry, you were explaining how that was your first queer community. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it was kind of... I like, had so many realizations, I feel like at this fucking computer camp. Yeah. Like, I... I don't know. I, I feel like being surrounded by that many queer people, and especially you, I was like, 
I didn't realize this was something that I needed, and mm. now I realize that this is something that I need. Yeah. And I think I would have, I, I actually do think I would have been okay, like, continuing to live whatever, you know, my regular life. Sure. <laughs> not have, have that, but, like, I don't know, having that kind of forced onto me, and I was like, oh, wait a second, I think this was really lacking in my life before. Yeah. Like, and I think that there's a different level of loneliness, like, so I was saying before, like, I don't feel in terms of being single I don't feel like I'm lonely yeah um in terms of my community though like my actual aside from the queer community like what I've built in Seattle as a community of friends it's a pretty straight group of yeah. friends and I think it took me having like a queer community to realize that I felt a little bit lonely within the straight community that I had around me yeah um and there yeah there were so many things that happened at camp that were like or just things that people said that I was like this is really nice and yeah. I think I I want this like and I I, I want both though and they, they also don't necessarily have to be intertwined but it's not like they can't be like I, I love my straight quote-unquote community that I yeah. have here my like friends that I've had since I got here or that I've like made since I got here and then having um this like little community of queer people who I also can hang out with and, and not even necessarily talk about gay stuff but just like to have you know yeah. it's different it's yeah so I think I did realize after that that I that's something that I I actually do want and um I've it's made me feel like a, sl a little bit maybe the word is lonely maybe there's a different word for it I don't know yeah. within my sort of straighter community of people I mean, there's just a inherent shared experience. Yeah. Like, us talking about Sigourney Weaver, um, I do think that there there can be similar experiences that are very difficult on people that make mm -hmm. being with other queer people feel safe. I mean, there's also yeah. just the inherent, like, obviously when you're around straight people, they, um, in not understanding your experience, you know, you might feel a little more uh, misunderstood. Um, I definitely had that, you know, in my second year of college, when I was an RA, most of whom were RAs last night from my college years, all of the queer ones. That was fantastic to I know. witness. Um, and you know, that being on a staff like that, my first year of college felt so, like the, what you were describing, kind of a bit isolating, a bit alone. And my second year when I had that, it was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Third and fourth year, and um, kind of continuing that was was also great. Um, many gay people are RAs. Um, I think the pandemic. What? An RA. Oh, a resident advisor uh, yeah. in college, uh, in a, a residence hall. Um, I think that the pandemic made it difficult to feel connected to people in general, and then mm -hmm. also like. I think that what we're getting at is like two layers, this sense of like connection with yourself, period, and connection with queerness. Like I think that um, for me at least, you know, the pandemic was difficult because you don't get to go out and meet all of these people and feel validated in different as aspects of your yourself mm -hmm. besides queerness. And then there's also that element of like you're not in community mm -hmm. with other queer people. What I love so much about camp is that um, or even last night at the party, being around those people feels so natural. Like, I don't know if you feel that too, but... Yeah. Um, well, that that was kind of what made... Maybe we should explain what computer camp is. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a professional workshop. We just called it computer camp. It's for like, <laughs> learning how to uh. analyze real scientific data. You go for two weeks. Anyway, um, yeah, I think... 
um, but I just hadn't been around like groups of queer people before. Mm -hmm. And um, so like last night at your going away party and similarly just any day at the workshop that we went yeah. to, with there, there being just that many queer people, it was like it, I didn't realize how comforting that was mm -hmm. because I didn't have like, or I guess, I don't know, it's not like I ever felt uncomfortable in like big groups of mm -hmm. straight people. So it wouldn't, it's not like I was thinking, you know, in groups of the, or parties that I would go to, like, there are so many straight people here, I feel uncomfortable. Um, that's not the case, but it was, it, so it took actually having like an experience of the exact opposite of, yeah. like, this is a whole <clears throat> just mess of queer people, yeah. and I feel so comfortable here. And that, so, it, like, it took having that experience to realize that, like, I want that in my life. Yeah. Um, it's not like I was actively thinking I am lacking this, yeah. I need this, but it took, so it took experiencing it to be like, oh, this is really nice. <laughs> I think, like, what I, what I love about what draws me to, to being with queer people, too, is, you know, besides this kind of, like, shared experiences, um, and I feel like you're kind of getting at this, I feel like there's, a, like, queer means so many things. Like, in the literal definition of the word, like, queer people are just queer people, mm -hmm. you know? They're just, um, you know, there's so many, you know, I think reality is a big bunch of bullshit. Um, I think that, like, we follow so many rules in society, and I sometimes struggle with being in an environment with straight people because it feels so tied to the hegemony of life. Queer people... One of the reasons I fell in love with M so quickly was because I noticed that she wears her socks inside out. That has nothing to do with being gay. That's <laughs> not. That's true, but very <laughs> queer. Um, <laughs> like I just feel like there's so much neurodivergence and oddity and uh, um, something so beautiful about the wackiness of queerness. There's a, a natural like humor and weirdness. Um, the rules are bent a little when you're with other queer people. Uh, or you can make your own rules. Mm -hmm. yeah. I really like that. Yeah, I do too. And I just, I, yeah, I didn't really know that I wanted that. Mm -hmm. That it even really existed? Or yeah. Not. Like, that seems weird to say, because of course it existed. Like, I mean... I think sometimes you have to feel it to know that you want it. You know? Yeah. Well, and there was also, there's, like, this element of... So, like, when <clears throat> you go to Pride, for example, like, of course, yeah. that's, like, a, a huge... This is, like these are my people in this yeah. very, in this one area yeah. of life, right? And it's, it's everyone. I'm very excited for Pride this year, by the <sighs> way. I hope that you come back for it. Um, <clears throat> but the, I think there's another element of like, these are a bunch of queer people, but that's actually not why we're here. We're here for other things that we also relate to on a different level. Like mm. we're, you know, scientists who are interested in this, you know, very specific thing. Mm -hmm. That's and true. so we relate on that level and where we would be here regardless you know of anything else yeah that's um, true and then also we have this other thing that like so i think it's the fact that i don't know we relate on a lot of different levels it's like you find, kind of feel like you found your people not that it has to be like s scientists for me or anything but like just you know it could it could have been anything it could have, you know no that's a good point like in the case of ras you know we tend to be very extroverted people people who are service focused. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about like in my MD PhD program, meeting people whose interests are obviously very aligned mm -hmm. in the sense that they have 
interest in both medicine and science, and if they're queer, then you've got a triple whammy, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I think that, you know, that's really exciting. Yeah, I mean, when you, like, unite with people who are passionate about something, and then they also, it also happens to be a queer community, I think that's really meaningful. So that, I think that was why it was really impactful for me. That's also when, like, the ideas for this podcast started. Yeah. That was... So, you're welcome, world, for fucking computer <laughs> camp. <laughs> and that's, I thought it's the last time I said that. I'm not, I'm not saying that anymore. I, I wanted to return to this idea of goop phase because it was so, like, um, you know, such a critical element of, like, how we started talking. Um, and I feel like I am in for another goop phase because... Absolutely. How yeah. the fuck would you... I actually think that um, you are never a butterfly. I think that goop, you are, like... Because truly, like... How do you reach butterfly? And I don't know that I want to, because that sounds uh, a bit stationary. I think I'd always like to be gooping, you know, just a pile yeah. of goop. Like, always learning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, so we talked about this in the first episode, of, like, having the tools to, you know, mm. successfully goop, I guess. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, you might be in for another goop phase, quote-unquote. But, but I you learned have, some stuff. You have so many tools now that you did not Ooh. have when <laughs> I mean, not in a bad, like, in a good way. You have so many tools now. You've built so many tools. I think that, yeah, I agree. Um, or at least I hope so. You definitely have. I've... <laughs> You've watched I've, me. I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dear listeners. <laughs> okay, we... Thank you for listening. Um, okay, we... This, uh... We... I'm gonna try and do a second season. Mm -hmm. Oh, actually, we would love um, advice on how to do that <laughs> or ideas on topics. That's what I was just gonna say. I'd really like to hear if, if people want to hear certain things. Yeah, yeah. I'm not mean, assuming that anyone wants to. Hear I'm us not talk. assuming that anyone even listens to this. I, I, yeah. Uh, okay. Our email address is. Oh fuck! What is it? In the same boat. Seattle at gmail.com. Please reach out if you want to be on the podcast or have ideas for it, suggestions. Or you just need to talk to someone. Or you just need to talk to someone. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you can't reach out, but. <laughs> I'm sure. Like, you send us an email. Yeah. I, seriously. Like, you want advice on the MCAT? I got it. Yeah. I have an ungodly amount of. You want to figure out where to work in Seattle that has a lot of fucking queer people? <laughs> We got it. I will tell you. Not on not on the podcast, because I don't want to be stopped. You want to know anything about living in a house? On a boat? On a boat house? A boat that's a house? Do you want to try that again? <laughs> Do you want to know anything about living on a houseboat? There or, more specifically, a boat... That functions as a house. Correct. Yeah. I got you on that. Um, if you need plumbing or a toilet installed in your houseboat... Do not fucking contact me. I will not be doing that. <laughs> I will not be having you again. Absolutely. If you want to know how to sail, I can draw a lot of pictures for you because I'll be in Arizona where there's no fucking... Water? <laughs> also thinking of how, how ironic it is that we have a podcast called In the Same Boat and I'm going somewhere that is Has so no water. landlocked desert. What are we going to... Do we have to rename the podcast? In the Same Cactus. <laughs> in the Same Cactus. In the Same Desert... We went from water to sand. <laughs> Fighting off pack rats. Um, also speaking, so I, I did, I made an Instagram for us. <laughs> what? Uh, I didn't put anything on it, but it's also called in the same boat.seattle. 
So there's that. So I figured we could put maybe stuff on there. Um, but also for you, we need to figure out how to do the second season before anything else. So there will be a break in between this and upcoming episodes. Um, so feel free to share your feedback. All feedback, seriously. I, I want to hear it. Um, we will cry if you say mean things, though. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm not necessarily worried about that so much anymore. It seems like, but yeah, I mean, maybe if you if you have mean things to say, maybe don't send them. Um, <laughs> Keep that squarely to yourself. I I will be sad. <laughs> in the same boat, Seattle. Dot Seattle. Is it in the same boat? Oh. Uh, oh yeah, the name. <laughs> of course, that's. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it put it on there. I got to take. Okay. Um, yeah, follow us on Instagram. There's now one follower, uh, and I'm not really sure I know how to log into the account. So <laughs> that needs it. we're gonna have to grow that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we we want to, and maybe we will. Yeah. Um, and this has been like it's been so cool to be able to like talk to people who I mean, not even all of the people that we've talked to or recorded with have been usable episodes it turns out so there are, there's lots of stuff and content that hasn't even been shared yet and it's exactly. been so cool for for us to talk to people and like meeting people with similar stories to me has been wild because right. i really before this was just like out there fucking around thinking i was like the only person <laughs> terminally unique <laughs> who experienced some very specific stuff so like being able to meet people and um it's very validating to have people be like i yep yeah, same and i'm in the same boat <laughs> You know? <laughs> Which was why <laughs> called that. Stop recording. <laughs> I did I I meant to do that, but it also just <laughs> I didn't mean to do it at that point. We're delusional. It's now oh. It's seventy nine degrees. It got oh it's too bad it's not sixty nine degrees. Oh that would be <laughs> better because it would be funnier and so much more comfortable. Right? Jokes write themselves and I wouldn't be sweating balls. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to be sweating ass in Yeah, you're about to move to Arizona. Arizona. Oh, we could also, you know, you could also find people in Arizona that might want to be on the podcast. That's and when true. I, come, when I, I could find a queer physician. Yeah. And what, oh, we could definitely do an episode on queer physicians. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, you should find that. I have some people in mind, but I can't ask them because I dated them and then it, I'm no longer dating them. <laughs> Work. Listeners, my face is. Uh, she looks like she ate a lemon, and I don't really know what to do with that. Um, Lol. But yeah, find some queer doctors that I have not dated. Dated, and date them? No, no, no. Ask them on the podcast. Hmm. You got and it. Then I'll date them. <laughs> Kidding. But she's not. <laughs> like, no, no, not there in Arizona. Um. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. No, you should find people that would want to be on the podcast, and I'll come visit you and bring the microphone. Okay. And then when you come we'll, here to visit your family, we'll do a bunch of drugs and why are record episodes for hours. Why are drugs involved? Well, because then we'd have energy, or we can just get coffee. I think coffee's fine. That's what I meant by drugs. Yeah. We will get a bunch of caffeine and record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we do love a coffee. Yeah, we have roof coffee all the time. Roof coffee. At work. Yeah. Not on the roof of the boat. Sometimes. Well, oh, I do that. Yeah. I've never been here for roof coffee. Oh. It's really nice. You should come over for roof coffee. In your infinite time. In Can Seattle. you FaceTime me in, you know? I will, yeah. <laughs>
Okay, how are we, how do we end it? This is the end of a an era. It's the end of an era. An era. I feel like it should be like me jumping into like the sound of me splashing into the water. I'm not doing that because I don't want to get my I think I, I can edit that and I have a video Look of it. that. <laughs> I'll definitely do that. <laughs> okay. <You can> be <laughs> like, I have never in my life done a fun flip. That's it. This seems like a good time to test. Maybe not. Oh! <laughs> you did it! I did it! <laughs>